0: hello everybody and welcome back to the hanging Shavs podcast I'm Matt shaver
1: and I'm Mike Pavlik
0: and did you see that new Pam and Tommy movie that's supposed to be coming out
1: it's a series but or a yes s- I have. show
0: a miniseries yeah mm-hmm. I thought it was a movie I figured they could have probably told that whole story in a in a movie but no like everything else it has to be a, a three-part miniseries now
1: uh, I feel like I feel like I wouldn't have watched it or wouldn't have had any chance to watch it if it was a movie and now i feel like there's a chance that i might watch it since it's a show
0: see that's how they trick you because then you spend like four four hours watching it instead of an hour and a half two hours you know although nowadays movies are basically all three hours long so who fucking knows anyway uh but i was kind of pissed because i was looking it up because i was like i'm probably gonna watch this but the chick who plays pamela anderson is like it's oh okay well first of all I'm only going to watch it if we see her tits. So that's just, you got to put that out there. You can't make okay. a Pamela Anderson sex tape movie without seeing her tits. Okay. So that's the first it's good point. point. It's a good point. Yeah. That's my first sticking point. No tits, no dice.
1: That's fair. Not asking much there. No,
0: I would, I would think not from a movie about Pamela Anderson sex tape. I would think not, but who knows? Uh, it's a, she's a British chick that's not blonde and she has like very average sized tits. So I'm just confused about why, like in a world, in the world we're living in where there's, you know, the Sydney Sweeney's of the world and, or at least even like the Margot Roby's who, you know, are blonde and uh, well endowed. Why they decided to go for (laughs) like British brunette average tits. I feel like it's like a slap in the face. like making Spider-Man British, you know?
1: Well, I feel like British in Hollywood, British in casting is like never really a problem because those actors and actresses can change their voice so well that you don't even realize that they're British until they're doing interviews and and then you say to yourself, holy shit, they're British. How do they do that?
0: So that's what I had a viral TikTok series that was all about Tobey Maguire figuring out that all of his co-stars in the Spider-Man movies are British and kind Mm -hmm. of freaking out. Mm -hmm. But how do... I wonder, do you think it would be worth it for me as, like, a YouTube video to, to uh, take, like, British voice lessons for a month? See how it turns out?
1: Like, do it in reverse?
0: Yeah, like, I, uh, get a get a voice voice coach that can train me how to be better at a British accent.
1: Do I think that it would be worth it? Yes. Or do you, I think you should be doing that? Do you, do you, th- do you that? think
0: it would be good content? Do you think if I made a eight-minute-long YouTube video showing the before and after of my attempts to to say like, let's say a, a paragraph, the same paragraph before a month of coaching and after a month of coaching. Would that be an interesting piece of content for you?
1: That seems uh, that seems like an extreme amount of time for one paragraph. I would want like just full speaking. Well, no,
0: no, no. They're not just training me. <laughs> no, they're not just training me to say the paragraph. They're training me on like on everything, on how to sound British, on uh, everything uh, I'm saying. Uh, like, uh. like, I'm getting the same training that a movie actor gets. Mm. That was just what I do for the comparison, is I, have this, I say the same thing before and after.
1: I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay. Um, Would
0: that be enthralling?
1: I don't think I'd watch. Yeah, okay. I don't think I'd watch. It's still okay. just British accent. If I want a British accent, I'll go ahead and just watch anything else. I'll just watch it get the but British accent. Isn't
0: it at all intriguing that to be like, oh, I wonder how like they act people actually learn to use new accents. And how how if if actually in a month I could learn to have like a Russian accent or something, you know? That's I not enticing.
1: Be, I think it would be far more intriguing. it is far more intriguing seeing a British person now if you asked that and said that you'd be starring in a movie as well, then I'd be intrigued.
0: What if I got an actual Hollywood trainer to do it with me?
1: I don't think that changed anything for me. You'd have to be starring in a movie. Okay.
0: Well, obviously, you're not my target audience. So that's, uh, obviously. No, that's a good a thing.
1: Big, obviously.
0: I might just, uh, I'll look up the cost. It's probably extremely high, but I, uh, now I'm interested in doing that. I wonder if there's ever been a movie that they've casted. Like, uh, you know, they've got everyone set up, it's all good to go. And then they're like, all right uh Mr. Brandow all you have to do is is speak with like a French dialect. But, like you're speaking English still but with a French dialect and then they got him with the speech coach and he was just so bad that they had to recast the movie. I wonder if that's ever happened. Like someone would someone just couldn't could not even if they were a good actor, if they just could not do the like the the accent or the whatever it is and so they were like yeah, we can't. We got to recast.
1: There's a chance.
0: Well, maybe not. I feel like by that point, they're so far in that they just have to go for it. Because if Lady Gaga could have done, did that Italian accent in the Gucci movie, then they probably were like, they probably tried. And then they were like, you know what? At this point, we got everything in motion. We've already shot some scenes. We're already so committed. You
1: probably already have a contract with the actor or actress. Right, right. Yeah, it's a good point.
0: They go through all the negotiations. That would be the worst part is you're just like the producer on one of these movies and you're like... Man, we really just signed a $4 million deal with Lady Gaga, and she can't even do a decent Italian accent. Come on. I don't know. That would, uh sure one of the many hurdles they have to jump through in making a movie like that.
1: They probably never thought that the blowback would be as bad as it was. Yeah,
0: isn't that weird, though? Like, was there no one on the whole movie set or the hundreds of people working on that movie? Like, even the guys holding the boom mics weren't at one point like, doesn't she doesn't she kind of sound terrible? <laughs> Do you think like someone finally brought up the director like halfway through? They're like, doesn't she sound bad? And then he just went back and like listened for the first time. He's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> we've already shot half this thing.
1: Or the person that brought it up was just killed, was just yeah. disappeared. It's yeah, like Yeah, I mean, Danny,
0: why don't we have a... Why don't we take a quick walk outside.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like a <laughs> communist rule uh, authoritarian movie set.
0: Yeah. There were some directors that used to be like that, so I don't know if they're. Oh, sure. I don't know if they're. That would kill people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, the French, the French directors, I think used to just um, either murder or have sex with everyone by the end of the movie.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty believable. Yeah, I could see the sex part. Speaking of which,
0: you see the stuff about this will be old news by the time this comes out, but the CNN, um, the leader of CNN, stepping down for having consensual sex with one of his coworkers.
1: See I did not see that. I saw one of our friends mentioned that there was CNN news that was laughable, but I did not have the time to check what that CNN news actually was.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so um CNN's worldwide president or whatever, Jeff Zucker uh resigned for having a relationship with a colleague, and I guess it came about after they were researching or looking into Chris Cuomo having a relationship with his colleague. So basically is like um you know, it's like when you point a, a gun at someone and the, they bend the barrel back at you like in one of those cartoons mm. and you shooting yourself in the face. I think that's mm-hmm. basically what happened. But um, it just got me thinking like at what level of – I guess the, this could just be answered by the word leadership. But like at what level of, uh, of work responsibility does having a consensual relationship with one of your coworkers actually become a problem? Because I, I think back to like all of the more menial jobs that we've had, like where that be lifeguarding, where literally everyone's having sex with each other, to even things like people who work in fast food restaurants, or even college jobs you have, where a lot of times everyone's having sex with each other, like, I, you know, and even, even into jobs you have, you know, at, at different corporations. Like I remember when I hung out with people at Salesforce in, uh, Chicago, that entire company was fucking each other. Oh yeah, you know? and I'm sure oh, it's yeah. a, it's similar at Oracle, but it just got me wondering, like, okay, at what at what level of responsibility is do people go like, okay, no, that's that's not allowed.
1: No, I think doing what, that. I think once you get like off the ground floor role, that's when you should hopefully start being like, this is a no no now. But so you mean
0: so would you say? Basically, like when you start managing people.
1: 100% at that stage. And then.
0: Now, here's my question Why? Why? Like, Like, why? Does it stop? Why should it?
1: I think the possibility to like socially interact with your coworkers drops dramatically because really now your colleagues are like other managers or your subordinates. Okay. So
0: that's a good point. So what if then, what if it's totally fine, but they can only be with someone who's at your level or above mm, at your level. So like, let's say you're a, a district manager and then you get promoted to sales manager You could have consensual... Or regional manager, I meant to say. You get promoted. Now you can only have relationships with other regional managers.
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. I think it's
0: more... I think it's more people being um, upset about, like, VPs sleeping with their secretaries type thing. Which my question also is, like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) I don't... what's, What's the problem with that?
1: Well... Yeah, wrong, I, mean, I, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, isn't that be... part of
0: the reason why you want to have a secretary, or am I just have I just seen too many Mad Men episodes?
1: I think you've just seen too many Mad Men episodes, but I mean, I think just the end, at the end of the day is like first and foremost, you want to make sure that it's consensual.
0: Of course, this is oh the, the into, all we're talking about is yes.
1: consensual. Yes, 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 yes.
0: No, don't say it like that. You make it sound like we're not. I'm saying no. I know that's strictly what we're talking about within the confines of consensuality. But that's then the
1: I term. think a lot of people say that when those instances arise, it's because it's coming from a power position to a secretary who is underneath that power position. So right. So that's when I think things can be construed.
0: Right. So you th- that's where that's where it starts to get sloppy. Right. Where my whole question yes. I ask is like, okay, so you can never consent if you're if there's an off balance of pow- of the power dynamic. You could. There can never be. No, consent? I think you
1: can. I think it just opens up for a lot more manipulation on probably both sides.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. and But as I mean, as I'm, this, my thing is, as long as it's consensual, like who gives a fuck? I mean, the thing is, you think about people that work at these big, giant companies like you do. And it's, you know, well, you're a little different than most people. But most people that all they're hanging out with and interacting with are people from their company. That's like That's their true. entire social circle. It's the people they live with. It is like they just live and breathe it for years. You know, they mm-hmm. spend all their time there. It's almost absurd to me to to then try to be like, Oh nope, no no relationships here, nope, can't do it. It doesn't make sense in fact, I think back to the jobs that we the lifeguarding, the college jobs, you know i think I think that actually made the whole experience much more enjoyable,
1: yeah, but those are like
0: I know those are different types of jobs, yeah, 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 but here's the thing, if you're getting hired at Salesforce. And Dude, you're like, familiar that everyone at Salesforce is banging each other.
1: But the entry-level role at Salesforce is like lifeguarding. It's just on a corporate it, level. Is it's it, like that okay. kind of a job at the entry-level level.
0: All I'm saying is people people pretend like this stuff shouldn't happen at all. And I think that's that's stupid. That's a stupid thing to think.
1: Well, I think they probably do that because – sometimes these things end very badly and then they right, can end very badly at the workplace
0: relationships at smuckers uh, when i used to work at smuckers everyone at smuckers is married to each other they all end up getting married to each other 90 <laughs> percent of the people working at smuckers like met at smuckers and they're married and now they have kids and their kids work at smuckers okay, not talking about a family crazy. fucking company
1: you're making now it they, sound like smuckers they, is a cult
0: to you know, say now do they hate anyone that's not a white christian <laughs> possibly possibly but for the people that do work there you know it's pretty um it's pretty okay
1: (laughs) diversity at smuckers is not exactly the most
0: no they've gotten better but i mean it's it's run by a a family of white guys whose last name is smucker so i mean you can imagine the type Mm. of culture that creates um but they own it's funny because when i was there uh i had i had several meetings and like lunches even with with some of the 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 smuckers, the actual smuckers who were like running the company. Oh, wow. And, uh, very accessible, very nice guys. But I remember I was, I was at lunch with the CEOs, like him and like five of the interns. And, uh, someone, one of the interns mentioned that she was helping with her brand team with Instagram marketing. Mm -hmm. And then he was sitting next to me and he just kind of leans over. He goes, uh, yeah, Matt, what's Instagram?
1: (laughs) No fucking (laughs) way. This is in
0: 2015. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, all right, my guy. Oh boy. I go uh, uh, I'll tell you if you give me a job on the spot. No,
1: but I <laughs> yeah. didn't say that, but uh, start asking for a raise.
0: Hilarious. I mean, very nice company. I I did enjoy my my experience there. I've had a I've had a number of friends that have worked there for a while now. But it was funny cuz at the time they had recently acquired, I think, um the coffee brand Cafe Bustelo, which is like a um I don't know what Hispanic, lat, latinx, I don't, Latinx. I don't know what the fucking right word is, but it's mm. like a, it's like a, His, a millennial Hispanic focused coffee brand, mm-hmm. and the way after they had just acquired it and the way they talked about it made it sound like, like a, like a white celebrity couple just adopted a uh, like a kid from Puerto Rico or somewhere. It was so funny. They were like. Yeah, we got this uh this lovely new brand called Cafe Bustelo and it's um it's really hitting this millennial uh young vibrant and, like they would say basically every word but ethnic like yeah. as they were describing oh my God. it. God. And um I would just be listening to them and you'd see like the commercials they've making for it or like what the And it was funny cuz you looked at the marketing team and the marketing team was then just all like mid 30s white people from Ohio. That it acquired this company, and then they like maybe kept one of the people from the original company on, and everyone else is just like <laughs> these it's just a group of these people now being like, Okay, how do we speak to these people now? <laughs> you know, the brand the brands that Smuckers does best with is is truly the brands that everyone who works there uses on a daily basis. Cause they're all just like bland uh skim milk, you know, people and they just Like they like Folgers coffee and they feed their kids Uncrustables and they're 45, but they still have peanut butter and jelly every day and they feed their cats Meow Mix and they got Iams or whatever for their dogs and they like Smucker's jelly on their toast. And that's literally, that's (laughs) what the company sells. And so they know how to market to them because they just come up with campaigns that are like, hmm, if I was selling this to me, what would I want to, what would I want to hear about it?
1: yeah 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 you yeah know? they like it just it's crazy to think how isolated these companies have been for so incredibly long, oh yeah, or just oh, how yeah. isolated I don't know they remain just by not even knowing what Instagram was that's very funny,
0: oh yeah, i mean fucking that was that was mind blowing it was at the, that was at the point it was it was actually a culmination of that, and me asking why. I was working on a couple flour brands on the baking team, and I was asking like, oh. "Hey, why don't we grow any like, or why don't we use any organically grown flour? Everything organic's really popular right now, and everything, you know, um, or maybe like some not free range, but whatever the plant equivalent of that." Free is. range flour, yeah, free range <laughs> flour, uh, regenerative agriculture, whatever. I remember bringing this mm. stuff up, and the woman on my like my manager was just like, "Oh yeah, no, we don't. Um, we're not really allowed to like talk about that stuff. Like, it's not really something that's on the table." And what? so between like- the, yeah, it was like it was like off the table. <laughs> what? So, yeah, I mean now I'm sure they try to use everything organic, or they have organic uh, versions of it. Like they have organic GIF now, which is just a joke, hilarious. Or they have natural GIF, which is like, again a joke, doesn't mean anything.
1: But um. It just has like a level of water that's on the top of the peanut butter. It that, just has the oil on top. Yeah, yeah, It's, it's yeah, literally that, just
0: jiff that you have to mix together yourself. It's well, hysterical. it's
1: just olive oil or like vegetable oil it's on true. the top, yeah, but they just put it, it, it under, just on top melted of the jiff. Pig
0: lard, actually, it's disgusting. But they, uh, yeah, between her saying that and the the CEO not knowing what um, Instagram was, I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> this isn't this isn't the place for me. This is, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember I like. I told my my other manager that I didn't want the internship but then I just kept like kept I basically kept teasing them until like a month or two into the next school year because I had applied for a Smucker's scholarship and part of my application was like me just basically being like I love my experience at Smucker's so much and and getting as close as I could to saying that I wanted to work there without actually saying it uh-huh. And so I won the scholarship. It was like forty five hundred dollars. It it's a huge like a huge, huge amount. I was very happy with. Um, and then I just go I just got back to the recruiter the next day and was like, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking a job here. But thanks. So, you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get your bag, is what the moral of that story was.
1: One hundred percent. I had a buddy that uh finished his MBA and then uh what i quit his one job and then started working somewhere else and he had told me that he was going to work somewhere else mm-hmm. so i went ahead and texted him i was like dude what are you doing working here i thought you were going to go out and work for this other place and he was like oh yeah i'm still doing that it's just that job starts in like six months so i just started this no job to get the signing bonus
0: way yeah <laughs> this dude literally,
1: i don't know how he fucking dude now it that is a off.
0: smart guy right there
1: Oh, yeah, and he is, he's the kind of guy that just, like, will do things like that and just be like, I don't give a fuck. any fuck. See, that I was this goes back all.
0: into what I was saying earlier. My other part of that question about the Jeff Zucker and the consensual relationship with the company and everything, my other question about it is, like, how many people are doing this? Like, how many of the executives and people at the high level? It seems like this happens all the time, and so it got me thinking, like, who are the types of guys that are doing stuff like this? And then you tell me that story, and I'm like, okay, that's the kind of guy who's doing that. <laughs> that's exactly yes. the kind of guy who's doing that. Yes. That's yes. a lot of times, unfortunately, the guys who get ahead in the world, in the business oh, yeah. world.
1: Schemers, man. Are it's big all about time schemers.
0: schemers. Big time. But again, the companies are milking you, so you might as well milk the companies. I mean, I see no, there's no fault in that. The people who are the real suckers, the people who think that the companies owe them anything, or that like the company is just going to notice you being a good worker and like... Make that their business. It's not. It's oh, yeah. not happening. And wake up call to anyone listening. Not happening. I mean, we have a friend that listens to this show. They're probably listen to this episode. Who is uh, what would you say, Mike? Like a fucking C suite by now, executive, uh, vice president at least. Yeah, he's a yeah. VP. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get there by sitting on his hands and twiddling his thumbs and you know going, oh boy, maybe they'll notice my performance.
1: No, no, he, no. he
0: bashed people's head in and climbed. He ate their guts. Climbed over their dead bodies and he he get and he gets to this position and he might just he might just say
1: fuck it I'll go somewhere else I think it is a it's a mixture of being a go-getter and I mean probably and not saying that this is what our friend did Yo, but it was him. you know it's a factor too <laughs> is it's a being a go-getter and it's getting lucky you know I think that's the it's, Included oh, in you're everyone's about to get a text lives. You're about to get a text from him. I'm fine with that. It's, it's no, it's it definitely probably luck plays in 90% everything. right, you know, 90% go getter, 10% luck, or 70% yeah. go, whatever it may be. You know,
0: 90%, luck, 70% skill.
1: Yeah, 100 percent mom spaghetti,
0: concentrated power of will. There we 5% go. 5% pleasure, 50% pain. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think there definitely is a little bit of luck in there. You know, like your luck could have been completely different if, if. You end up going to Boston to Austin, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you had said, if, if that woman had heard you correctly, you know, mm-hmm. that's a flip of the cards right there. You never know. You never know it's going to turn out.
1: That is um, 110% true. You're but I also wrong. think
0: you make your own luck a lot of times, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Right. That's the aspect of being a go-getter for sure.
0: Right. And you also have to, but in the corporate world, you also, uh, you have to either care or find a way to trick yourself into thinking that you care.
1: And I think okay, a, yes. I think well, a lot I of not agree more. I think
0: a lot of people start out really caring, really caring.
1: Truly caring too, yes. truly caring.
0: and then about like two years in, they're like, I don't give a fuck. And so at that point, most people just kind of coast for as long as they can and take what comes to them. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other group of people You know, the 20%, the go-getters out there who are like, okay, I don't give a fuck, but what could, what could either make me give a fuck is more money or stocks or whatever it is, or what could help me not care that I don't give a fuck is more money in stocks or whatever it is, or power. One of those two things.
1: Yeah, I I think, I think people also go ahead and find the title and the job to give them Life purpose and it kind of fills a right. What a
0: sad thing! <laughs> hey, say it. I mean, really, it's like we only really I mean, have like, seven
1: listeners at most. Yeah, I, say it.
0: But I mean, no, no. I mean, everything. I think. I think a lot of people see something as a means to an end. Uh, but it's very funny. I don't, it's you. Can, I mean, it's so funny coming from business school and starting off in that world. You're like, man, everything on my LinkedIn is so important. And I want one day to have five hundred connections and to have, you know, COO in my name and everything like that. Dude, and now I'm literally I'm literally is... posting I'm posting shit articles, literal literal fake news on on LinkedIn. No. Obviously my career path is different than a lot of others, but
1: You're getting sp- pulled off of LinkedIn for vaccination. Basically. Uh oh what do that? What do that? I just called? like
0: to think that by by also sharing those articles on LinkedIn, some people are getting mad at me. I really want to be still connected to some people who are, who really care about whatever it is they're doing, and they see my articles and they go like, "Doesn't he know this is like a professional social media site? This is like a this is where serious stuff is supposed to happen. It's not matter mm-hmm. Not supposed to be for your fucking punks and Tony Phil article." That makes me laugh a little bit. I don't think there are, I don't think I'm personally connected to a lot of people like that, but if five or so of them get to see the articles I share. And that's their reaction. That, to me, is funny. It's very funny.
1: There were probably people maybe 12 to 24 to 36 months ago that may have done exactly what mm. you just described, but I think had seen either other people doing it. Because you know how people would make a big uproar? It was like maybe for a couple months or whatever where LinkedIn was kind of turning into a little bit of a social media site and then it, it kind was, of put yeah. the kibosh on it. Because yeah. like people do those fucking see more uh, posts Yeah, where they'll put like, you know 10 words and then it'll be like see more and it'll open up to a harry potter novel and you're just like oh fuck yeah
0: i mean it's just people trying to get clicks and clout and stuff like that and hey i respect the hustle i'm not gonna knock the hustle
1: Mm-mm-mm. no never knock the hustle yeah i never d- consider knocking the hustle
0: i just uh yeah so the corporate world's fun have you why don't, why don't you ta- share some of your experiences with the corporate world
1: what experiences would you like to know?
0: I don't know. I mean, I shared I shared my anecdotes about Smuckers. What it was like to work there. I uh, I talked about. I mean, my beliefs on climbing the corporate ladder. I mean, you uh, you've been in a, a massive company for a while now. Are there any quirks or cent eccentric eccentricities? Is that a word? I'm making it up worse. Now.
1: Eccentricities, maybe.
0: Yeah, eccentricities or um. Any of that that really stick out in your head? And hey, don't get me wrong. I mean, if I could, if I could have a corporate job, right? I mean, I can't. But I was going to say, if I could have been having a corporate job this whole time that I truly didn't care about and I was just milking uh, while doing comedy, I would, I would continue to do that. I'm not, I'm not out here being like, hey, quit your corporate job, people. Mm. And uh. mm-hmm. But I, I, I decided to leave my job because I didn't want to fleece my old company. I was basically in charge of sales for an entire portion of the business, and it was a 10-person company, and I f- felt like every second that I wasn't trying to increase that sales number, I was basically a detriment to the company. Whether or not that was the right or wrong thing to think, but that's why I decided to leave. Now, if I had been in a similar role at a 10,000-person company, I wouldn't have given a fuck. Not true. Mm. I would, just would have been like, yeah, whatever. I'm like yeah. I'll, I'll ride this pony until it dies. I, don't I, care. I think
1: the phrase the phrase would be steal a paycheck possibly.
0: Yeah, steal a paycheck.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. That would be the phrase. I uh, speaking of that, I uh you you made Stolen me a converted a through that experience. You made me a converted fan of that company that you worked for. Mm. That was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I am I am decent at sales when I care about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe it was more of the product, but sure. Yes, absolutely. Also was you?
0: Yeah, it was. It was me. For everyone listening, you had to, to
1: put mind. it in front of me. Yeah, that, actually, it might have been I'm you because he the I'm product a at a high level.
0: That's the uh, yeah. I can only sell things I believe in, which is why I'm selling myself now. So uh, if you want to support, member, you go to Patreon.com/slash Matt Shaver and you can uh, get yourself a piece. But I, uh, on that note, there have been instances where I've refused to sell things that I didn't jive with, like math. No, no, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say no. Oh, man. but um, did I ever tell you about that internship? I uh, I basically, I'm sure I told you about it back in the day. So our our school gives out those free plan books. Our uh, college gives out the free plan books at the start of the year, like i on the old oh yeah, the oh fair. yeah, everyone yeah, gets yeah, a plan yeah, yeah. book. Wow, yeah. yeah, yeah. You forget about plan books. No, but I. I was I, a big I plan. Book I wish
1: I used those things more. It probably would have helped me greatly. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but hey, they, we got those in high school too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have some. Of them, those I think over for in the corner, like forever. Yeah.
0: Um, but they in the back of those, they had uh, a bunch of ads that local businesses paid to have their company advertised back there. Oh yeah, and you know, a hundred pages of just local small businesses that had paid to put like their name back there, and very few of them had like a coupon or discount code. So my internship for the summer was supposed to be going door-to-door in a certain part of Columbus and convincing these businesses to buy ad space on the back of this plan book. And they fly us all down to, I'm not going to say the company's name, but they fly us all down to UNC, Chapel Hill. Super cool. I get to spend time at the campus. I meet a lot of girls with southern Mm. accents. It's a bunch of fun. They fly kids in from all over the country. And after the first day of training, I go... Yeah, there's no chance in hell I'd do this. No chance in hell. Absolutely no chance in hell. After just having them for one day explain what exactly we were selling them, I go, I think to myself, have I ever once looked at those pages in the plan book? No, never. We're talking about fleecing these companies for hundreds or a thousand plus dollars to for something that's going to provide them no value absolutely not. These are small businesses. I go, absolutely fucking not. And then on top of that, I'm looking around and there are kids around me that are so excited to do this. And then they bring in the kids, the top three kids from the last year who sold the most to talk to us. I'm looking at these kids. and I'm like, you're sociopaths. You're insane people. They're talking. They're like presenting how they did it. I'm like, you're fucking insane. So I tell my, the guy who hired me, like my regional guy, I go, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I have like a meltdown. Basically,
1: I thought you were gonna say that you like were gonna work for like Philip Morris or something like that. And then next thing no. I know, you're you're talking about your dude, stand is taking.
0: I would rather sell cigarettes than fucking plan book pages. Easily.
1: That's kind of that's kind of psychotic. Speaking of psychotic, moves. no, it's
0: not, dude. When you buy cigarettes, you know what you're getting into.
1: Oh, okay, that's a People good. People who are
0: buying cigarettes are are smokers.
1: That's a good perspective. So you Does it knew. murder them? Okay. Yes.
0: Is it, is it like selling someone a gun that only shoots themselves? Yes. Okay. But at least they know what they're buying. These, this company, I would have had to go knock on the local bowling alley who barely makes enough to keep, to keep the lights on and the play, keep playing those weird videos they have, like the bowling pins walking around and stuff. But anyway, they barely have enough money to keep that running. And I would have had to convince them like, hey, you should spend $500 more than you rent on a little square in the back of the plan book at Ohio State. You should do that. That's a good investment for you. You should do that. No. That's, I mean, I just couldn't, I was like, there's no chance in hell. So I had a mental breakdown, basically, and like told the guys, like, this is fucking bullshit, absolutely not. Ended up flying back, and then I got a job doing customer service for the Ohio Turnpike, which, you know,
1: we've all talked about before. Holy shit, I forgot about which that. Which was yeah. somehow
0: the only job worse than the one I was actually going to do <laughs> that summer, um, surprisingly, but at least I didn't have to sell anyone something stupid. Um, but it, uh, yeah. It, from that day forward, I, I basically was like, okay, I'm never gonna do sales again, unless it's something that I can actually believe in selling, because it, I would have been miserable and hated myself if I fleeced all these people for, for all this money. I don't care how much of a paycheck I would have made. I would've just would have been like, this is fucking stupid. But a lot of kids were happy with it, and they were fine. And then that company was sued in a class action lawsuit for millions of dollars, and they folded. So fuck that company. Fuck them. Pieces of shit. Pieces of shit.
1: That was a very good example of uh, leaning on your values or your virtues or trusting your ethics. But the good
0: good thing is, um, you know all those kids that did super well at the top three earners, they had that company on their resume. And I was going to say, You know, now they were trying to get a job and they had the shit eating company that just went under on their resume. I was going to go, gotcha. But because those kids are such giant go getter sociopaths, they're probably running like Goldman Sachs right now. So I can't really say anything. They probably still did fine, is basically the point. They're running like Halliburton and BlackRock, probably. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. good for them. Good for those kids. And
1: Philip Morris. Just throw Philip Morris in there, too. You
0: really got something for Philip Morris, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just the first thing that comes to mind. My brain's pretty fried, so you know, okay. you got to keep on shooting the layups. There's no reason to take a step back.
0: I'd I'd caution you against shooting layups as well. That's
1: also uh, actually <laughs> a very good point. That is a very so. Good point. Did you know did this jostle
0: anything in your in your memory or are conscious about uh, your work experiences?
1: Not really, too much. Um, I mean, people definitely do hook up left and right, but that was. Mm. You know, has led to many bountiful relationships. So that's oh, not see? the worst thing. See, yeah, yeah. Where too. are you? Where many... else
0: are you going to meet someone? Where are you going to meet someone? Gas at the, station? At the bar? At the gas station?
1: Gas station. What? Yeah. When you're
0: robbing it? What are you? What are you fucking doing? What? When do you walk into a gas station? First of all, you psychopath.
1: To pick up some cigarettes. <laughs> when you're getting hot from dogs. Yeah, no, to get some dogs? cigarettes and Philip Morris. Oh man, those are the fucking days. I had a great hot dog yesterday from a gas station. That was fantastic. No, no, no. It was not from a gas station.
0: You just had a Tuesday hot dog.
1: Well say that. Yeah. We'll say I had a Tuesday hot dog.
0: How many hot dogs do you have in the fridge right now?
1: I don't have any hot dogs in the fridge, shockingly. I got uh I got some hamburgers that were absolutely delicious. Some Johnsonville. Are you Ooh, still I, on I, this hamburger kick? I think it's been three months. Uh it it's died down. It's definitely died down from its peak, um, but it still holds a very special place in my heart. Because you're still in um, my I phone think I, as
0: Jay Wellington Wimpy, and I've heard no, I, nothing to change your name to anything else.
1: I don't want it to change. I don't think it should change. That is the greatest. Uh, the fact that I got that character brought back up in my mind from you was one of the best things ever. Good. It's, it's died down because I've realized how unhealthy it was um, mm-hmm. and how pretty much for every meal I was craving a hamburger. Right. Yeah, that's the um, problem. Yes. But since then, I went and took a decent pause. And then went to the grocery store and bought two 12 packs of hamburgers. So, um, (laughs) those are in the fridge or in the freezer, excuse me. Um, So, that presents a little bit of a problem. Um, But as far as going and getting hamburgers, yeah, that's died down a little bit. Had a couple bad hamburger experiences. Uh. Um, Getting hamburgers to go is not the greatest thing unless it's from a reliable fast food joint. Yeah. Like getting hamburgers to go out of restaurants, terrible. You would think that they would not fuck it up, but man, they fuck it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it gets soggy and all sorts of yeah, but hamburgers to go never the move, really.
1: Never. It, it's pretty shocking that that's the case, but yeah, they are truly never the move.
0: Have you ever uh gotten a hamburger that's just so greasy that it spoils the whole whole experience?
1: Yes. One hundred percent, but I cannot think of
0: because your mom made me one like that last night, and it was pretty brutal.
1: Oh, really? But I got it nice. down. See, that almost worked, <laughs> but my mother doesn't make the hamburgers in the Piavak household. That's a father thing. Really? So you might, you might have wanted to look and see who you were hooking up with last mm. night because it Uh-oh. might have been. Oh, wait! The this is all making parent. a lot more sense. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it is. Okay. No, I don't think there's uh, only hamburgers on the grill. There's only been hamburgers on the grill in the Pavlik household. Never a a pan-fried hamburger, I don't think. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Not a big hamburger household. Not even the frozen ones. Well, that's actually probably not true. I think we had them from Costco in the freezer a decent amount of time. Well, this is riveting.
0: Do you have any, (laughs) nothing on work to touch about? I think we have, I don't know how many episodes this is, 40-something
1: 44, I think we may
0: have strayed from our original premise, which was improvised comedic dialogue.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty tough. I think the listeners need to realize that it that's a pretty difficult thing to do. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that online, but no, 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 uh, no,
0: no. I'm not saying we have to do like an improvised comedy skit every time.
1: I'm oh, no, just I know. I'm saying
0: that, yeah, the general, yeah, <laughs> it, should, it should try, it should aim to be funny and entertaining in some way. And we may have forgotten sight of what truly, of what those words mean.
1: But I, I think what if the answer to that question is at the same time is if you're trying to find something fun, funny, or enjoyable, asking me about my work experiences is like at the absolute bottom right. of the
0: no, list. I thought you might have like an, a unique perspective or spin to put on it, but I, I've, I understand your brain is fried this week, so that may not be i should i should ask i should give you like a more of a an underhanded like uh slow pitch for Uh for what you can put a funny spin on like i should have t-ball
1: t-ball setups yeah yeah you need to treat me like a four-year-old learning baseball right now
0: yeah i should have i should have been like uh hey texas is texas might lose power in the storm again what do you got to say about that
1: that is a good question. The amount of people that I've talked to today, um, that have it's all the rage to talk about. So that's been the number one subject. If you've gotten enough food ready for the uh, freeze. Well, if good thing you got those 12 of hamburgers. It. Bro, exactly. That's something <laughs> I'm fiercely ahead. proud of, dude. That's something I'm fiercely fucking proud of from my family background, too. We are always stocked with fucking food. Stocked right. like the apocalypse is coming. It is absurd. Well, it is is something that I've noticed for you guys soon. Like us. Oh, (laughs) Texas. I thought you were like the Pavlik family. No, I was 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 talking about. Oh, fuck. Did I know something that, yeah. Do you know something I don't? Um, No, dude. I'm I'm shocked at how many other people don't have a large supply of food. I'm also shocked that people waste food. Yeah, it's crazy to me. I think people just waste food at an insane amount. Well, I uh, insane rate.
0: I have I you. I either have well, I go to Costco like once every two months, and after I go there, I have another two months worth of food. But if you catch me like today, where I just used up my last thing of Costco turkey, I and I have like one little bag of uh, corn chips left. Like I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. If, like if I couldn't it's go coffee. out to the grocery store, I'd be pretty screwed. Because I have like turkey, two RX bars, and like 15 mandarins.
1: So Damn, it's a lot of mandarins. The the citrus, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the Ch- the Chinese language? Not the not the, not the people. No, okay. not yeah, the gotcha,
0: no. Gotcha. uh no, so 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 what uh I forgot what you were just saying. You have a lot of stuff stocked?
1: Oh, yeah. oh, no I'm wait, wait, very... wait no, no, this is what I oh, want to ask okay.
0: why 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 do you say people waste food?
1: Well, because they do. There's a lot of people that throw food away because they never cook it or don't eat it.
0: Oh, okay, I understand that.
1: Okay. And I don't know why, it... but
0: when people say waste food, I always um <laughs> to me to me, I <laughs> that what you just described is so far to the realm of possibility of something I would do. That when I hear waste food, I think of people like not getting their like leftovers to go or getting leftovers to go and throwing it out. <laughs> that to me is like how people waste food. I think it truly fascinates me that there are way more people that just like buy a lot of food and then throw it out because- That's it, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That right. That is so out of the realm of my consciousness that I didn't even think about that until you said it.
1: Dude, there's so many people too that will like not do leftovers. I've met people that will not do leftovers. Right, they're rich people. They're from, ri- true. They're from
0: rich families.
1: Probably true. Like, yeah, that the concept of leftovers is just, like, wild to them. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get it for things that don't taste good as leftovers, which is very few
1: things, but I do I was going to say, yeah, I was like, name what that would be, but, I mean, there are definitely things. Like, I had leftover nachos the other day. Oh, you can't. The other day, literally yesterday. Dude, eat. shockingly, somehow was great. Was really good.
0: And I'm also upset that you didn't finish the nachos in one sitting.
1: Way, way. It was like, Mike, it was like me when I was six at Thanksgiving. Way uh, eyes are bigger than the plate. It was the classic line.
0: Did you only get nachos? Or you get other stuff too?
1: Uh, no, I, I made these at home oh, in, a 9 by, in a 9 by 13 baking wait, pan. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So your example for leftovers was nachos that you made at home. Correct. I thought you were talking about like, I was saying there are things you shouldn't like take from the restaurant and bring home <laughs> as food. Oh. You're talking about making homemade nachos. Do you have... <laughs> They're both dude.
1: leftovers. They're both things are considered leftovers. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I very... I don't know. I don't know. But there are a lot of people that waste food. What do you think the punishment should be for people who waste food? If we were living in a more um let's say like oh. turn of the century like eighteen eighteen hundreds era world still.
1: They have to live um on, on or in the area that the food came from. So like if they <laughs> throw out chicken, they have to live in a chicken farm, like a Tyson chicken farm. We'll say for a day. A certain weight will elicit them to need to live on that chicken farm with other chickens. For you know, if it's comes up to five pounds, that's one day. And there is a Gestapo that will come and oh, grab okay. them and okay. know you're going to kind of the chicken farm is being wasted. Exactly.
0: Okay. Okay, that's creative. I'll, I'll give you that. It's creative. Yeah. I was say like, waste if, chips, waste they, chips. What if they throw away a bag of broccoli, chicken, and like applesauce at the same time? Oh
1: yeah, you're you're living. So you're living in the apple farm. You're living in the broccoli. Farm plot. That's where you got to stay. There is barbed wire around that. Why don't they make them manned snipers? We could do that, but you have to live with the chickens and you have to live with the cows. You can't. You can't work there. Well, I guess you could. That would actually wouldn't be bad. Working there wouldn't be bad. I just want to see a person living in one of those cramped chicken farms where like the chickens shit on each other.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, what do you think would happen if if uh, someone like let all those chickens go? Like, there's more chickens on farms in the U.S. than humans, probably, in the country. Yeah. So, like, what if someone just what if someone let all the chickens out?
1: I'll tell you what would happen. They would form a chicken continent.
0: Ah, okay. That'd I thought you were going to say something like they continent. would form, like, the giant Power Rangers robot that... Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. Pieces together with just different chickens, like, making the arms and the legs and stuff. Both would be
1: together. great. Dude, I wish we would get some kind of a world crisis like that. Like, some actual right villain lands on earth
0: roving million plus swarms of chickens yeah that's like the problems they have in like bangladesh is they have like like i'll read about in the news it's like 50 monkeys went on a rampage in a village killing every dog (laughs) like fuck what that's a much more exciting news story than like the things that we have oh we're scared of guns here oh someone's gonna shoot me at the mall oh boy I would much rather be like, "Is my dog gonna get killed by fifty monkeys today?"
1: <laughs> well, yeah. If, if I'm choosing between a monkey rampage and a public shooting, i I think I'm going with a monkey rampage. I feel like I can control that a little bit more. You get some monkey spray. You, oh, you
0: think? Oh, you think you get? Can- no, 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 so. no, no, Fuck no. No yeah. chance, dude. You get swarmed by fifty monkeys. I don't want to make this all this episode all about monkeys again. But you get swarmed by fifty monkeys, you're toast, dude
1: they got to find you first though you're toast you might know where the so does the over. mall
0: shooter dude you hide in a pay less shoe store you're fine you're, you're fucking no one's going in there
1: that's a good point man i don't those care have how never been good you they are. have never been good like sometimes you'd be like subway for example you'd be like man subway was great 10 years ago and then they just went totally downhill pay less and yeah. like some of those shoe stores came about and they were never, like we're never good.
0: we strive to never be good from day yes. one that was like the pay less promise
1: we're looking to never improve. We seek out our C-suite with individuals that will never improve this company.
0: They're actually all felons. Not No, we're not one of the cool companies that hire ex-felons. These are currently incarcerated felons at the yeah. state penitentiary. They're in the middle of their business.
1: sentences that we are taking them out <laughs> of these murderers. prisons. They're all murderers. Yeah, they're yes. murderers. And we're instilling them in a multi-billion dollar company.
0: Thanks to a loophole, we can avoid paying taxes if we staff our C-suite with current death row inmates. And that's where... But I mean, you got to expect that though when the name of the company is Pay Less.
1: No one goes to True. Pay
0: Less... Being like, this is going to be a good business.
1: Hey, bro, you know what? I'll actually return serve on that. Is people might say the same thing about Goodwill, and Goodwill slaps.
0: No, Goodwill's name is Goodwill. Oh fuck, right. That's
1: a good <laughs> point. You're supposed to use the same logic that I'm using. As we've said, my brain is fried, so uh, that we're gonna let that one, you know, yeah. show some mercy. On goodwill
0: that one. is a good. That's a good thing because it's Goodwill. That's literally what's what it is. It's like pay less really is what it is. Yeah. That's, that's, what very, I mean.
1: that's very true. What happened
0: to all those stores where you used to just be able to uh, put whatever the fuck you wanted in an ice cream cup?
1: Oh, Matt, Menchie's? Dude, Beachy's, those things Menchies. crashed
0: harder than the fucking economy, I think.
1: Those did disappear in like 24 hours. Yeah.
0: They didn't stick around at all. They were here.
1: That was wild. Well, I mean, that was literally the story concept that you told a couple episodes again, just without the aliens, or we think without the aliens. I already, I already don't remember what you're talking about. The blue people with the prick. Oh, swooties. Swoonies. Yeah, it was swooties. 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 It was yeah, swooties. Swoonies, yeah. It was like swooties. Yeah. They it's- literally marketed it the same way. It's like it's frozen yogurt. It can't get you fat, and then people are like, "Oh my god, I've gained fifty pounds in yeah, three days." Yeah, they mem- because
0: they had so many toppings. Yeah. It was like that was like a business started. Uh, <laughs> that business almost felt like it was a started as a dare to see how much money a business could lose. They're like, "All right, here's an idea." a company that sells unlimited frozen yogurt and toppings targeted towards messy little kids. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. Dude, half the st- half half the f- half the food in that place ended up on the ground.
1: Meanwhile, janitor companies are just like that bird man hand rubbing yeah, as they're yeah, hearing like, this yes, business proposal. It's
0: quiet. They're like, yeah,
1: the one guy on the board that, like, is also on the board of, I don't know what a fucking cleaning company is called, but a cleaning company is just, like, lobbying for it as hard as possible.
0: Yeah. Oh, Menchie's is great for our business. Gentlemen, the Janitorial, Jones Janitorial Service is booming because of Menchie's. I, uh... Yeah, I don't know what happened to those, but I'm also... I don't miss them much. Obviously, as I've said before, I'm not a big sweets guy, so I was not, like... You know, I might go to get ice cream once every five, six months, maybe. Mm. Um, But I remember going there and just being, it was kind of expensive. And it was like kind of like going to Blaze Pizza, where if you put too much stuff on it, it ruins it. And you get a Mm -hmm. pizza that it, it can't support the pizza and it's it's soppy in the middle and you've got way too many toppings that don't even work together. That was like my experience at Menchies. I'd go in and I would just, my eyes would be open wide and I'd go, Oh my God, Butterfingers and Oreos and nerds rope and uh gummy bears and gummy worms. And I can dip it in chocolate. I could put, and then I would just, it would taste like shit.
1: I think they call that too much power. Yeah. It was just too much power that we had inside that power. store.
0: There should have been like one old woman working there who just you know what I actually know a comic that has a joke like this, so I'm not even going to say the I'm not even gonna finish it because it's too similar. Is it
1: like is it like uh? i give him a employing, employing the elderly, you know, no like sometimes the elderly will no, be like cashiers. Be,
0: exactly, that was gonna be my premise, but um, Bill Squire, who's one of the the best comics in Cleveland, um, mm. had has a bit about uh, see now I'm explaining a joke. Basically, you know, there's all you can eat buffets. His bit is mm-hmm. there should be all you should eat buffets where someone just stands next to it and as you keep piling food on your plate they just look at you and go hmm really? that's fucking hilarious <laughs> they go oh, that is a piece really good chicken. joke
1: <laughs> i have never heard that joke that is a yeah, very funny so joke bill's
0: great check him out bill squire his own podcast the bill squire show i think it's called and um good Fuck social yeah. media presence he hosts a lot of the shows in cleveland very good guy for comedy in cleveland um I haven't seen him in a minute but that was one of his, his funny jokes I remember him telling. I think he's got some specials on uh or albums on uh Spotify too so check it out.
1: Um when are when are you going to start doing uh Dude, I was actually shows I again. was thinking
0: of going back to an open mic tonight but
1: oh fuck, it's kind of late already. Well, I guess they start Well, like all play. open mics
0: are late, yeah. I don't know.
1: All, all the, that was that was a very uh, dad mom question yeah. right there. Oh geez, it's seven oh, it's, p.m. Matt, Are you sorry, sure you want to go but... out after dark on the moor? I'm shocked. This? I'm even still up. It's yeah. seven. You're telling me you haven't you gonna go out tonight? Yeah, you're an hour behind. That's what makes it fun even funnier. You're like it's already yeah. late,
0: right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. The thing, you know, my thing is, um, I like stand up, but I also don't like stand up mm and i think because you're not funny the people who also right you gotta be funny to do it and the people who also uh like get really good at it usually are people who genuinely like really enjoy stand-up mm-hmm. and uh i just like other things a lot more that's fair so i'd rather channel my effort at them but i do miss it every now and then it's also always fun to be like hey friends come out and see me at the show um but then it's also not fun if you go, Hey, come see me at the show and then no one comes. You know, so it's 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 uh, Or
1: or your friends come to the show and then they're like, "Ah, uh, actually They heckle uh, you. The the per, the performer actually asked to not let a certain uh number of people in with these names and actually one of the names is your name, so we can't let you in. You like ask your friends to come and then put put when them on your the friends get there, you list. actually tell them, yeah, that they're not on the list.
0: Yeah, I exclusively invite my friends to sold out shows. So that it makes me seem even cooler than I am. They get there and they're like, "All right, uh, a couple tickets." And then they'd be like, "Oh, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing for this show." No, I don't think my friends ever been a- into it at the show. show.
1: No. Your friends ask you to bomb your stand. They pay you a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to bomb your stand-up shows to tank your stand-up shows. I would I'm mean. referencing the NFL breaking news oh, that the, happened. Yeah, I think the, it was today.
0: Yeah, yeah, about the coaches. Uh, and I was
1: trying to word it into a. I'd do that. I would take that. I would funny take way. that
0: every day of the week um all right we've now reached the part of the show that we call the Pavlik 10 which is uh when Mike gets to bring up a topic to discuss for the last 10 minutes or so and uh seeing as how he's uh brain dead as he would describe himself it'll be uh this one'll be fun what do you got for us Mike yeah
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, I had a little minor brain dead panic moment there for about uh, 0.3 seconds thinking that I didn't have anything, but then I remembered that uh, one of my 300 tabs that I have up uh, was a story last week about a medical breakthrough that happened in biology uh, that frogs can actually regrow their limbs, which got me thinking. Wait, all frogs? um, uh, No, I don't think all frogs. Uh, Here's also another funny aspect of my 300 tabs is I haven't read the article yet. And it's been up on my computer for about seven days, I think, maybe around there. I'm kind of like a tab hoarder. I think, yeah, I know you do the same thing
0: with books. You just hold on them and you never read them,
1: dude. I try. So I'm reading three books right now. I think kind of what I've realized a little bit is I read really slow, and I have a little bit of a hard time absorbing the information. And then I also get very sleepy when I read. So you mix all those things together, um, and it makes for a difficult read. But I love books and I love reading. It just
0: You stink you know? at it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah,
1: I think that's yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. I do stink at it. Back to the frog <laughs> discussion. Got me thinking since they were doing this stuff in a lab and I maybe had some medical involvement where like because they did A, frogs are now able to regrow their limbs B. Um are they about to start getting humans to be able to regrow their limbs? Can well, that, you fucking imagine that?
0: Yeah, that's probably the goal, right?
1: I mean, yeah, probably. It just I is. I mean, what if
0: it wasn't? <laughs> what if they were just like-
1: <laughs> What would the goal be? The goal
0: would just be to regrow frog limbs.
1: Oh, they're just focusing on frogs.
0: They're like, here's what we do. We we can have an unlimited supply of fried frog legs from the same 10 frogs. We don't got to worry about it. What That's that actually the how they'll curb,
1: they'll curb suicides by going out and having, you know, or not suicides. Jesus Christ, that shows how fried my brain is. <laughs> Serial killers, serial killers that like like to dissect uh, animals when they're young. It's like, yeah, you can keep dissecting these, and they'll just grow back. Which I actually won't th- don't think would curb a future serial killer. That would just give them probably more desire to kill later on. So, okay. uh, I won't be working for the FBI anytime soon uh, as a psychotic psychologist. That would be a fucking awesome uh, title a for a job. Oh, what do you do? I'm a psychotic psychologist say that 10 times fast
0: well that implies that you're an insane psychiatrist
1: when you say like a psychologist that studies the
0: i think you'd say a psychologist Fuck. with a specialty on like psychosis or serial killers or something like that you yeah, said psychotic psychologist it makes you sound like you're an insane psychologist
1: oh like a psychologist no fucking christ let's not get tongue twisted so we're I think contested. I think
0: they I think yes, their goal is to eventually allow humans to regrow their limbs.
1: That'll be pretty crazy. That'll be an insane. People don't talk about that enough. That'll be an insane breakthrough.
0: But what a loss for the world though, isn't it? Why? There's just so much like the less the less variables there are the more homogeneous everything becomes. You know, you throw... It's like making a soup, okay?
1: Are you a champion for simplicity? It's
0: like making a... No, the opposite. It's like making a oh. soup. Uh, if you got a soup with two ingredients, it's kind of a boring soup. Oh. You know? If you got a soup okay. with 25 ingredients, now that's a very complex soup. Very interesting soup. A lot of smells, aromas, uh, flavors, mouthfeel. A lot of different things can come from that soup. I
1: think you just, yeah, you got jambalaya. You got, what's the Spanish dish? Uh, paella. Paella. Right, those yeah. aren't
0: even, like, really soups, though. I mean, paella. Jambalaya uh, jambalaya.
1: Jambalaya is a soup, maybe. It's the New like, Orleans people might like kill a, me for that. Kind of like a chili, but uh, you're... Oh, I think they'd definitely kill you for that. The point
0: is that... People without limbs in today's world are a different ingredient in our soup of life experience and humanity. You know, they make things interesting. Now, are things more difficult for them? Yes. Do a lot of them probably wish they had all their limbs? Yes. Do some of them are probably happy and they are, are fine with, with not having a limb now?
1: Probably. You think a person without a limb, okay, hold on. You think a person without a limb would not want to get a limb back?
0: I don't know. I think it's uh, offensive and I should cancel you for assuming that everyone who doesn't have a limb does. Because that's Damn. the world we're living in. Damn. Um, I just think, but my overarching thought here is that the more similar everyone on planet Earth becomes, the more boring planet Earth becomes. It becomes a lot more yeah. like a soup with two ingredients. And a soup with two ingredients, it's not as good and... Selfishly for me, it's harder to make fun of because I can only th- so, I can only either make fun of the, the cilantro or the water. That's it. You so know? are
1: you saying that people without limbs are preserving the creativity of society?
0: I think they're contributing to it.
1: They're they're an ingredient in the creativity of society. I think they are because
0: imagine all of the creative things that people without limbs have had to come up with over time to do a job, or do a task, or, or, or accomplish something, and I, I guarantee at several points in history, the, the things that they've had to create, or invent, or use to accomplish what people with all their limbs can do, had ripple effects that led to something else be invented, or thought of, or created down the road. So if everyone, all I'm saying is that more similar and, and homogeneous everyone is on Earth, which is like what Reddit wants Earth to be, those fucking losers. But the more that is, yeah. the less the I, I think that I think that does a disservice to the world as a whole.
1: It's like that episode of uh, Fairly Odd Parents where everyone's gray.
0: Yes, or everything's chrome in the future in SpongeBob. Yeah,
1: that's right. The SpongeBob episode. That's a great. That's a very underrated episode. Holy shit, I haven't seen that one. You say Fairy that Lanka. about
0: every episode of SpongeBob. I have to edit yeah, these podcasts, and every time a SpongeBob episode comes up, <laughs> the first thing out of your mouth is, "That is an underrated episode." No, Mike, it is a hit television show. Everyone knows every episode. None of them are underrated.
1: Okay, you make quality points. I'll take that one on the chin.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike. Um, that's gonna that's gonna do it for today. We're gonna wrap it up there. You got a uh, okay. You got anything to plug? That's how the way uh, I ask it now. That's what comedians say. You got anything to plug?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Um, I I had some good salsa this week. Um, but I can't remember what the name of the brand is. So I'll come next week to plug the brand next week. <sighs> okay. Black bean and uh, tequila salsa, which is actually just sure cut you up, just up inky, tomatoes. Drink, drinking yeah. tequila, and eating cut up beans. tomatoes <laughs> with a bottle of tequila. Yeah. You, uh, what you do for tequila? salsa so- yeah, salsa is just. Cut up some tomatoes, put it in a jar, and then add four cups of tequila. And you got tequila salsa. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm plugging this week.
0: Okay. Um, I got nothing. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Nice. See ya.